On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. It's your host, Anthony. One thing you may notice from this week's episode is that Ryan is still missing somewhere in that great hellscape that we call Arizona. That's because our release date shifted slightly to align with when Sam will drop his latest single, All My Loving. Hint, hint, it's this Friday, June 17th. So please enjoy this little blast from the past and don't let the jumbled timeline confuse you. Tunes and Tumblers exists outside of time anyways. Cheers. Tunes and Tumblers Welcome music lovers, cocktail lovers, and everyone in between to Atwood Magazine's Tunes and Tumblers. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktails and or mocktails. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm sad to say that our trips to the desert have thus far been fruitless. Our music connoisseur, Ryan, is still missing somewhere between here and the scarred, barren, lifeless wastes known to some as Arizona. I personally spent the week in Palm Springs, searching his last known whereabouts, but between my poolside stay at the Saguaro and the walking mid-century architecture tour I took, I completely forgot why I was there in the first place. Um, in, In any case, I'm sure he's fine, so long as he hasn't stayed in Scottsdale so long that he has a real estate license. Um please imagine that fresh hell responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I hired a professional hand model to show off the drinks before I realized that podcasts are an audio medium, and he is... (laughs) Patreon, your mixologist. And our guest today is an Australian-born singer-songwriter who is no stranger to the starving artist's lifestyle. He booked a one-way ticket to LA back in 2014 and was met by a music industry that refused to let his foot in the door. It's hard to believe that now, considering his debut single currently stands at over 500 million worldwide streams and has garnered gold and platinum certifications across the globe. He's written for the likes of Sierra, Lennon Stella, Louis Tomlinson, L. King, Jesse J. Let me just catch my breath for a second. And he has poured a simple earnestness into his own songs that can allow anyone to insert their own experiences and meaning into them. He's here today to discuss his new song, All My Loving, which drops this Friday on RCA Records and is yet another hallmark of his lyrically deep, emotionally uplifting pop music designed to fill a stadium. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Sam Fisher to the pod. Woo! Oh, oh my God, what an introduction. I need to bring you everywhere with me. (laughs) Yeah, it's only five bucks a pop and we'll give you our run of show. I can afford it. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was reading your backstory and it had me really on the edge of my seat. Is it true that you used to only eat at lunch meetings with music industry folk? It is true. I uh, I couldn't really afford to eat 
uh, three meals a day, which is, you know, what the doc says to do, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I would like any cash that I had. And because I'm Australian living in America, you, I couldn't have another job. So I had to be, actually, I worked for like a, a meat pie store in LA and they would pay me in cash. Just nice. don't tell the IRS. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I would like use whatever cash I had to go out to bars, clubs, events, shows, whatever I could find, find anyone who worked in music, strike up a conversation, get their number. And sometimes it was like the president of a label. And sometimes it was like the intern to the intern of the (laughs) assistant to like the male boy. And, um, I would, I would just kind of hit them up the next morning and schedule a, a meeting whether it was breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and they would always put it on daddy, Sony, Universal, Warner, or whoever. And that would be how I ate. And I did that for like like a full year or so. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty intense. Obviously, I have I have a lot, a lot of great people around me who let me steal their food, but uh, <laughs> my, my main meals came from hustling people into buying me <laughs> over, a meal, over a meeting that's dedication to your craft mm-hmm. i you know i would have sold out and gone into finance way sooner but <laughs> i guess that's why they gave me a podcast and not a guitar i'm not smart <laughs> enough to do that so this is literally all i'm good at and uh, i'm just glad that i'm able to to i don't know make money doing it now yeah, and it seems to have gone uh, quite a bit better since the beginning, but we'll get into that in a bit. It's been a longer minute than usual, uh, what with the weekly search parties to find various members of our team. What has everyone been listening to lately? Um, I can go first. Uh, Trixie, Mat- Trixie Mattel came out with a new song called Come On Loretta that I've really been enjoying. It's this like sort of upbeat tune about Loretta Lynn. It's really interesting, like... Um, that subject, sounds like something Trixie would do. Absolutely, right? Um, but the subject matter, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. I like it. She's just sort of talking about, like, you're this woman who sings, you know, these amazingly empowering songs, and you're in this relationship with this person who doesn't necessarily treat you right all the time. Like, you're, you're like, it, it's this interesting contrast of, like, you're so strong, but you love this person too much to ever, like, you know, leave them or anything like that. Um, and then that kind of got me into, like, a Loretta Lynn rabbit hole and i just sort of like been going back and listening to her stuff which i really really love um she's got a lot she's got a lot of great original tracks obviously and then she does like these great covers too like she's got a whole album of patsy klein covers that are fantastic um so yeah that's what i've been listening to i love that did you know trixie mattel's opening trixie motel yeah i'm really excited I, oh. i'm i'm trying to get that discovery plus subscri- i'm trying to find someone with that subscription so i can watch that Wait, what is this? Somebody explain what this is. She bought a seven-room motel in, like, Palm Springs, and she's, like, renovated it, and they made, like, a whole show about it, and it's opening soon. Um, I want to stay there so bad, but I can only imagine how booked up it already is. Oh, you said something about a subscription. Do you, like... Oh, it's, like, the show's on Discovery Plus, I think. Okay, okay. So it's not gotta... like it's not like only subscribers can stay at the motel, which great. <laughs> it's an OnlyFans, but like you have to subscribe <laughs> <laughs> to stay at the motel. What about you, Sam? What have you been listening to? Honestly, I feel like I'm late to the game here with this one, but I have been like obsessed with the 1975 recently. And like, even though I think it's their like 
new single from their album, uh, Somebody Else. And the way that I like got back into them, because like fun fact is I once drove the 1975, not knowing it was them to a liquor store on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I only realized it was them after like people were freaking out, trying to take photos of them in this liquor store. Mind you, I was like broke as hell driving my friend's car. And I was, <laughs> we got back in the car after they've taken all these photos. And I was like, so who are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're the 1975. And I was like, oh, I know exactly who you are. Cool. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but their song somebody else and uh two time two time two time i've been mm. obsessed with that sound and it's kind of been influencing a lot of what i've been writing recently and definitely a big part of the record that i'm working on um but i've been listening to that and then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum uh megan the stallion plan b I was at Coachella and I saw her perform it live and yeah. she says, you're a bitch as the like punchline and it comes out of <laughs> nowhere. And I'm like, it just, it's so, such good wordplay and I'm such a sucker for lyrics. So that, and then also um, Maisie Peters, who's a good mate, but her song Kate's brother is, I was like hooked from the, the second she started like putting out this whole story of Kate's brother and Kate is like her friend and, her brother is her brother and and it's about it's it's just about kate's brother and it's like kind of fun but anyway so that that'd be my three and then of course disclosure and ray waterfall obsessed hotels has been the album that i've been living on for the last year by jasmine sullivan uh so it's kind of an eclectic mix but i think you'll hear it uh represented in like what i am putting out so that's cool also Did my you... own music is that weird to say no um, no <laughs> I listen to my my own music a lot. <laughs> I think you have to be able to enjoy what you make. Otherwise, like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Sia gave this interview once where she was, they asked, oh, do you ever listen to your own music? And she was like, no, uh, I don't because I feel like it's self-masturbatory. But like, who doesn't like, am I allowed to say that? Who doesn't like, like, you know, like making yourself yeah, feel good can. with your right. shit. So like, yeah, just a lot of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you catch disclosure at Coachella? Oh yeah. They I were had, so good. Oh my goodness, they were incredible. I mean, Waterfall, I think, should be all over the world, every radio station, everywhere. So I'm just yeah. waiting for that. Also, Ray is the best. So yeah, that that set was crazy. It was, it was so crazy good. good. I love that. I mean, I only caught it in my in my living room. Pedro knows. I was at home watching the live stream, but I got this. All of the lights in my living room and kitchen are those like hue bulbs that change color. And I have an app where you put your phone next to a speaker and it just creates a party. And it was perfect. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I need to get that. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, But yeah, listening to your stuff, we've definitely had artists on the show who agree with that. We were talking to Open Mike Eagle and asking him the same question. He's like, okay, so the the lie answer is all this stuff, but the real answer is my own music. (laughs) Like these new tracks I'm about to put out. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you got to love what you're selling. You have to. You have to. Also, you have to learn it. There's also, I was going to say, yeah, you have to know it so well that you could like sing it in your sleep. And then like, there's, you're going to be constantly picking it apart anyway. Like I could have done this. I could have done this. I could have done this. And like sometimes, for sometimes. me, I'm just like, "Yo, you did that." <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes, like if I have a bad day in the studio, I'll go back and listen to like this city, mm. and it'll make me feel terrible about myself because I'm like, "How did you write this? There's no mm. chance that you wrote this song." Uh, but some days, like the last two weeks, I've written. Uh, a lot of music that I think will be on this this 
album and I thought I came to the UK with a finished project. So I'm I'm feeling myself right now right now, guys. It's nice. honestly been a good time for me. That's good. <laughs> That's so good to hear. Well, I think we it's about time that we moved into the bar, but first I should say what I've been listening to. And this will date me a little bit. Like we recorded this, you know, two or three weeks ago. Um Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers came out last Friday as of this recording. And mm-hmm. everyone who follows the IG story knows that I'm a huge Kendrick fan. In fact, I I took down the Instagram for a day so that I could listen to it. I called it a religious holiday. And um, what I have to say about the album, having listened to it about three times now, is is it good? Yes. Is it great? Yes. Is it the best rap album of the year? Also, yes. These are questions that answer themselves. But is it my favorite Kendrick album of all time? I'm not sure, but I don't think so, just because I love To Pimp a Butterfly so much. It, that's not to say that it is like missing anything. It's just like w- when you're dealing with someone who I consider to be the greatest of all time, inevitably you're going to have like the projects that you like more than others. This album, mm-hmm. it's as sharp as ever. It's intensely cerebral rap music that demands multiple le- listens just to digest it. I love that he has this minimal use of keys and strings that make the whole thing feel more intimate as opposed to the operatic dam or the earth-moving paradigm shift that was to pimp a butterfly i would say like if you're if you're really to like hold a gun up to my head i'd say like one of the reasons i don't like it as much is it i don't think it has any real standout like radio singles on it that i can take apart from the album and just listen to it's such an it's an album album and and there are tons of standout moments but they're they're more difficult and they demand your attention there's this song uh, we cry together with Taylor Page, which is just a vignette uh, between an arguing couple as their marriage falls apart, and it feels like you're dropping in on it. You can hear they're like at the edge of crying, and there's strain in their voice. They're moving to tears. They have the uh, the album has this, these interludes that have rich compositions that serve as this backdrop for character moments. And Kendrick sings on the album closer mirror, and he sings very very well. Um, yes, it's, it's amazing. And again, this isn't me like saying that this isn't a good album because it's a very good album. The thing is I would give it a 9.9999999 out of 10, but to pimp a butterfly is a perfect 10 to me. Just go listen to it. If you haven't, I'm I'm sure you all have at this point, but go listen to it again. It's so good. That's, that's what I've been listening to this weekend on a loop. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Thank you. I thought about it a lot. And as a quick reminder, listeners, every song that we mention on the show goes directly onto the accompanying playlist in the episode description. And if you want to hear more of all of the nonsense that we've had on repeat, we have a much bigger and more eclectic sister playlist for this segment called YBLT on Spotify. We also take submissions for that one. So hit us up on our socials, send us your own work or your own obsessions and we'll feature it. We do that all the time. Check it out on Spotify when you get the chance. But anyway, I think it's time that we opened this bar. I want to drown my tears of grief for missing Ryan so damn much. <laughs> this is what it was like when we were missing you when you were lost, Pedro. And oh, also, it's it's my turn to get lost in the desert next. You guys owe me that much. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <but laughs> Sam, did you bring anything to show our bouncer today? Okay, so what I have is something that I actually haven't looked at in like years, but it's something that I've had with me since I was like maybe like 13 years old. And it is 
a note from the first girl I ever had a crush on. Uh, her name's Grace. Bless her if she's listening. Um, but it was like the first, <laughs> and this is very me because I'm very like nostalgic and uh, I hold on to things way too much and I put way too much meaning in things from the past, which I shouldn't. Uh, but I've just put it out of my wallet. First of all, the text has disappeared because it's like a 17-year-old piece of paper. It's ripped <laughs> in half. Um, but it was a note she passed me because I said to her, I have to tell you something. And she said, uh, on it, it read, excuse me, question mark, question mark, question mark. What is the thing? And the thing was that I had a crush on her. So <laughs> that is what I brought. That is adorable. I think it says a lot about me personally. <laughs> I think I can't, I can't let go of anything. Well, uh, now that you say that, hold, please. I got something I need to show you guys. Oh, my God. Incredible. Oh God. What is this? What I have. Chica shirt. Oh, thank you. They sent us a bunch of swag because we can't stop talking to, about them on the show. So if you talk about them enough, they will send you stuff. <laughs> okay, noted. I will, I will be talking about my favorite things a lot more. <laughs> so what I went to get is I have this plastic bag, which you can't really see because of my green screen behind me. But it is all of the notes that um, people who have loved me have ever sent me. And I don't know why I hold on. There's like stuff from like last year from my current partner, or there's also like notes from like my college girlfriend and also like from my mom. Yeah, it's a big bag. It's one of those gallon freezer bags. (laughs) (laughs) It's a turkey bag. Yeah, I don't know. Gallon freezer bag full of notes from people who love you. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just romantic partners, but like family and friends and stuff. And it's just Mm. like, it's something where it's just like, I'm not feeling very good about myself. I can go in here and be like, oh, people care about you. I don't know if that says anything strange about me, but that's... <laughs> that's so sweet. I want to cry. It's <laughs> so sweet. And now I know that the bouncer will accept that as a form of ID. So I'll just bring one every time I want to get into the bar. <laughs> that's so nice. The, the note that I was talking about after I eventually told her what it, what the secret was, which was that I had a crush on her, she full on rejected me. So it, it just represents rejection. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that says, but here we are. <laughs> well, we'll pretend in our minds that that's the end of that story is a happy one. <laughs> cool. And we'll drown our tears with whatever Pedro has uh, prepared for us. But yes, we are in this. Pedro, I hope you've noticed that this place is really starting to come back together now that you are back <laughs> with us. Um, Sam, if you could picture in your mind, we've this the Tunes and Tumblers bar. It's kind of got that like dingy dive bar ambience. We got the knickknacks on the wall, the sickly sweet smell of spilled booze, but the centerpiece has to be our jukebox that can play anything even music that hasn't been released yet mm-hmm. mind if i show you i i would love you to today listeners we are listening to all my loving by sam fisher out on rca records this friday june 10th Woo! yeah and we are very blessed here at tnt that we get to hear a lot of great music before the general public and then we like to rub it in this is <laughs> this is case in point. 
All My Loving showcases, Sam, your penchant for big productions, sweeping choruses, and those gospel harmonies give it this grand, uplifting atmosphere. Uh, we talked a few weeks back about how there's this misconception that pop music can't be, quote, revolutionary. Uh, but finding a way to move as many people as you have, Sam, it isn't easy. It is a challenge. And it's songs that hook you like This City and All My Loving that make it happen. It's an earworm in the best possible possible way and the sort of galvanizing love song that we need to hear to get us through the rough patches for those of us who don't have gallon freezer bags full of notes from people who love them. <laughs> That's my take, at least. Pedro, what's yours? And explain it to me in drink form. All right. Um, so, yeah, this song, like Anthony said, it's it's got all these like big sweeping vocals. And I don't know, for me, when I was listening to it, it put me in a very like warm space. Um, it, it built mentally like a space for me. It was weird. It, it was warm and like there was... It was almost rustic. Like I was in like a very comfortable place in solitude, but surrounded just by beauty. Um, and it, I, I love that in this song, at least the way I the the way I took it was it's it's sort of talking about like I'm I'm willing to give you everything and tell you all these things and like give you my the entirety of me, and I'm just trying to figure out how. And I don't know how yet. Um, and like just feeling sort of lost and like that. I wish I could tell you or just like show you how I feel. And I am trying to work that out. So just give me a minute. Um, so making this drink also like there's just it, it's simplicity in the best way. Like it's such a straightforward song, um, which I love that. I think simplicity is there. there can be such a genius and like profound uh feeling and simplicity and i think there's you don't, you don't have to make something complicated to make it good um and i spoke to uh to 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 your people and they sort of told me that you you enjoy whiskey especially old fashions and like you, you love a good whiskey coke um so had to sort of start there i was like he already knows what he wants had to keep it i had to keep it simple um so with this drink i definitely wanted to make something that was sort of comforting and warming um but that did feel a little lost um, in like, like when you hear what's in it, it's just like, what, how, but still it has that, that nice warmth to it. Um, so when I had to start with whiskey, obviously, and sort of as a nod to an old fashioned, um, I'm, I juiced, uh, you know, a quarter of an orange with a little bit of bitters in there, just mix that up, give it that, that tiny little spice. Um, and then do you like a, a Coca-Cola, but I mean, that's not. You're from Australia, so I had to go with some Bundaberg root beer instead, and so I threw that in there with it, just with some ice. It's a very simple drink, but it it has these like notes of flavors that are very interesting, and even like on the aftertaste of it, it almost gives a um, almost gives like the taste of like a Scotch whiskey blend, but it's so subtle and mild, and it's just a little bit different from either of the drinks it's inspired by, um, and I'm calling it and I'm calling it a broken bow. I am obsessed with that. And it is, it's pre it's pretty damn good. I've been drinking it all morning. I'm all morning. Love. Mm. Yeah, I did try a few of them just to make sure. Is that is that a a broken vow with a with a Sorry, v? bow. Bow. Broken bow. Broken. Yeah. Broken broken bow like 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 a like a like a a sticky bun? <laughs> no, it's a, it's no no no, it's B O W. It's it's like there's a line in the song. <laughs> I know, I'm just fucking with you guys. Oh. <laughs> you got it. 
pretty spot on. I love that my team was like, he, he's a simple guy. He loves a whiskey <laughs> And they were like, just give him an old fashioned or a Jack and Coke. He'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, to be fair. Uh, that that was awesome. That put oh, me in a trance you. listening to you uh, tell us about that drink. But yeah, this song, All My Loving, honestly, I had the opportunity to write with pop god Steve Mack, who did Shape of You with, mm. with Ed Sheeran and, like, you know, every big British pop song ever. Um and he said to me when we wrote, and this was over Zoom. It's actually one of the few songs on my record that that I achieved on on Zoom because I hated writing on Zoom. But <laughs> we talked for hours, and I was like, "Okay, you're Steve Mac, so I want to write like a Steve Mac pop song." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay, uh, in the best way, don't think, just write." And uh, right before the session, I had had a fight with my wife. Bless her, she's the best person I know. Uh, but she said, you need to have a, uh, a long, hard look in the mirror and have a really honest conversation with yourself. And I, instead of like taking that to heart, I was like, that's a banging lyric. So... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this is what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> she said, you get it. You get it. You're learning. I hate you, but I, you're learning. I love you. I hate you. You got it in one. I love the drink for all my loving. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so excited for the world to be surrounded by the the choirs and all my loving. And I think that's like a it's a feature that runs through the project. And uh yeah, it's cool to have something that isn't so like lyrically intense and like dense that people have to think hard about what the song's about Mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of my writing tends to go there and steve has this way of disarming my overthinking by telling me not to think (laughs) and uh yeah all my loving happened and it's it's up tempo so that's fun for me uh yeah i just can't wait to play live you know it's gonna be sick and we can't wait for it either as always pedro a true work of art i'd frame it if I weren't going to knock it all back. And listeners, um, unfortunately, I don't have one to knock back. I just have my favorite drink in the world, Topo Chico. Send us more stuff. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. I kind of want to continue that, um, that, that line of thinking that we were just on about writing uncomplicated, straightforward songs about getting out of our heads. Um, why has it been an ethos for you to write these songs that are in your words about, quote, uncomplicated, honest truths? Because uh, there's so much information in the world today and people need a place to go and uh, have things explained to them in a way that is non-threatening, that isn't intimidating, that doesn't make them think existentially, doesn't make them zoom out and just lets them like, I don't know, like find, find words that they haven't found before in a simple way. Like I think Ed Sheeran says, I love you better than anyone else in the game. You know, like it's incredible the way Taylor Swift writes. She paints pictures, but not in a way that feels like contrived. Um, And yeah, so I, I, it's not, honestly, it's not something that I've like intentionally done. It's just that I'm not smart enough to write those songs that are like super intricate in like detail and metaphor and 
um i wish i could like artists like bonnevere and laura marling like it just is so like gorgeous what they do i'm simply just not talented enough to do that so my fallback is uh big pop songs that as long as the drunkest guy in the darkest corner of the diviest bar can raise his raise his or her or their glass and go hard to my song then i think i've done my job hey hey (laughs) don't talk about me to my face like that (laughs) (laughs) Was it Ernest Hemingway that said that uh, big emotions don't come from big words? It was. It was also you, and now it's going to be me. So, <laughs> Well, I kind of want to dive de- a little bit deeper into the song, um, if, if you don't mind. I think that this is... So our, our buddy Ryan, our music connoisseur, the one that has enough taste for all three of us, he's unfortunately not here today, but he did um, give us a few questions that he wanted asked today so he was talking to me a little bit about your single hopeless romantic and in it you ask can you imagine looking for love in somewhere it's not and how do you know like moving on to this song which i think continues that line of thinking how do you know when you're ready to give all of your loving to someone as you consider oh my god see this is those questions that i like zoom out i'm like Oh, I'm just a little peanut in a giant <laughs> earth and like, why does my opinion matter? <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out, um, which is why I write these songs where I ask those questions. And with Hopeless Romantic, the definition, I think, the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and expecting a different result, right? But getting the same one. Um, and that is what I found myself doing with my life with expectation with uh romanticize basically romanticizing experiences that hadn't happened yet and then when they happen i was so let down so when do you know that you found like that you've that you found uh i guess the mental clarity and peace to give all your loving unconditionally um for me i i i don't know that answer yet uh but i'm jealous of people who do i think i think maybe when you're like blackout drunk is like and you're uninhibited that's probably like (laughs) a time when that comes out uh children give unconditional love and they're truth tellers and it's the most beautiful thing in the world to watch like a a four-year-old just like absolutely rip apart an adult just by saying like something like i don't know i don't like your beard or something like so some some like, little, some little things like but then they're also like you know when a, when a kid wants a hug they 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 just genuinely want a hug and they'll get their hug and then like they'll push you away and they'll go and if we stayed like that if society didn't make us into like humans with thoughts and critical thinking and all that then it, it would i mean the, the the world would be a really interesting place but uh i think we'd all be better off for it so um unfortunately that was kind of a non-answer for you but uh i think it made sense and i have a button here that says serenity now so maybe it's just whenever <laughs> i press this <laughs> that was not the voice i was expecting to come out of that <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't give you serenity, does it? But it's here, <laughs> and we love it. 
<laughs> oh man, there's so much that came up during that answer that you gave. And I was thinking about like baby Sam who had written that note, trying to give all of his loving to somebody and just having it ripped away. And maybe that's what happens to us as four-year-olds is that ha- like those expectations are just let down so many times that we become fearful of it happening again and again and again. But here you are doing it again, expecting a different result. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> is there anything that you do personally to get past your doubt? Therapy is a strong one for me. Um, I've been trying to take, uh, been trying to take a little more um, pressure off myself by uh, just, just kind of, I don't know. Perspective is always a really good thing for me, and so uh, with with having success in in music, it's such a weird and rare thing. And when you have like a hit song, all these things happen which, you know, 0.1% of everyone who's lived ever has experienced and you get addicted to that. And so I just try to talk about it like it wasn't an abstract thing, like it is something that happened and and I like process it. Um, I'm really bad at taking time for myself, honestly. Like I'm, I'm definitely someone who doesn't enjoy the wins. I'm like, okay, what's next? Like now this is done. What's next? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Does it even really matter at this point? <laughs> <laughs> this can just be your therapy session if you want. We're, we're just airing it out. To- Let it out. Yeah. That's right. What do I do? Therapy. Um, therapy. Talk to my wife. Talk to my friends. Uh, just write. I mean, honestly, write music. Is that cliche to say? No, because it's real. But um, yeah, I think I just like talk it out. Um, I talk a lot. And I'm someone who like, I'll talk and talk and talk and then forget like the questions that were asked of me. So that seems to be a, a theme on the show lately, hasn't it, Pedro? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I like where it goes. I mean, at least we're getting people thinking about this stuff. But um... because we've all been like releasing content into a vacuum and talking into the ether for the last two and a half years. So now that we have people to talk to, it's like, I'm going to get it all out and (laughs) you're just going to enjoy it. Like, you know, you'll listen. (laughs) TV. I've lost a lot of my brain power to TV. I've watched every (laughs) season in every country of RuPaul's Drag Race, like, four times. Yes. Oh, my God. I was not into RuPaul's Drag Race in the way that I am now before the pandemic, but it's just because, like, everyone's like, have you seen this season of Espana? And I'm like, no, but let's do it. Okay, I will say, I find it really difficult to watch the other ones just because subtitles irk me a bit, um, which is probably, like, not kosher for me to say, but... Sometimes it's hard enough to understand the English speaking queens. They are saying like some slang that every now and again, I'm like, I'm going to pause this and Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They speak quick as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I don't think it's taboo because it's a different type of watching. When you are watching something in a foreign language you don't understand, it demands more of your attention. But if you're also doing your laundry or like cooking or cleaning, like you can't give it the same um, scrutiny that you would otherwise. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And honestly, what are we watching it for, if not to completely judge everything they do and say? So that's true. I, okay. Um, 
I didn't meet, but I saw Cornbread live a couple weeks ago. Um, she was uh, she was on Nicole Byers' podcast, and I watched like a live recording. Oh, oh my god, amazing! Uh, she well, I think like her actual pronouns are she now, like not just her drag pronouns. Um, amazing, amazing queen from I think this most recent season. I think so. Cornbread was this most recent season. Her ankle that whole thing where she had to quit mm -hmm. and then they lost the star of the show and then we're like, i'm so sorry what am i doing i'm like trying to plug in this charter that is like this long <laughs> anyway um yeah they yes that's what happened with comrade <laughs> oh yeah should we talk about sam fisher's music or do you want to just keep talking about rupaul <laughs> what would rupaul think of sam fisher's music let's ask that question pedro i think she'd have you on as a guest judge Okay, period. Let's put that out because I would love I mean, to do that. I mean, there's always there's always that songwriting challenge at the end. Why not? Why not? Yeah, or uh, they could um, uh, lip sync for their life to this city. How about that? Yeah, yeah. we'd love that. <laughs> we'd be obsessed That'd with be that. That'd be dope. But it would have to be the remix because I'm going to be honest, I hate it when they do the ballads. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> if you're lip syncing for your life, I want it to be as wild as possible. I don't know. La Latrice Royale can turn a fucking ballad. Like, <laughs> let's let's give it some credit. Every now and again, they choose the right one. Fair. If it's like, and I'm telling you or something like, cool. Mm -hmm. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Let's reel it back in a little bit. Um, Ryan turned me on to your own show that, that is called The Hopeless Hotline. And he wants to know, <laughs> what is one of the wildest, most totally heartbreaking calls that you've gotten? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, there are like more, more episodes coming uh, very, very soon. But we got a call that I think we said in the show. There are a few that didn't make it on, but... Uh, this girl had given $3,000 to someone that they were in love with who lived in South Africa. And then we're like contemplating whether to like call them to try and get them to pay them back. But they needed, it was just like this whole saga of this person needed three grand to buy a car, to go somewhere, to get, make money, to get a ticket, to fly to them, to be with them. But they got the money and then ran. And this poor sweet soul was like, what do I do? Like, do I keep trying to get in contact? And I was like, the only thing I, I can say here is don't give $3,000 to anyone ever for any reason ever. Eat the loss and learn. That was tough. And then there was another loss. one. It was a big one. And then there was another one that uh, was like, was really, was really sad where this girl uh, basically like was into her best friend who, uh, was dating a guy but they had like told each other they were into each other and she was like heartbroken because she was like figuring herself out with this girl but she didn't want to leave the boy it was just like i'm not i don't i i like preface everything with like i'm not a love expert i am a guru i am not an expert um <laughs> I love the uh, uh, the the difference between an expert and a guru. Let's be clear that gurus don't know what they're doing. 
I mean, <laughs> I feel like anyone can be a guru of anything. I feel like if you feel like a guru, you're a guru. But an expert, I feel like, has an educational. There's a certificate <laughs> that comes with being an expert. You know, a guru is like, I'm a love guru. Yeah. A guru is like, put on some Nikes and an all white tracksuit. Give me $500 and I'll fix whatever you want. It's kind of like if anyone uh, takes the advice that they get and puts it into practice from Hopeless Hotline, I pray for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's really fun. So you had this tweet pretty recently that both Ryan and I resonated with um, about the power that comes from eating alone in a restaurant. We are both solo diners and we love it. And we love that we found another one. As a fellow solo diner, what is a song you think you would like added to the classics canon that would kind of capture this feeling? That is such an interesting question. Um, okay, let's let's do let okay, money long, hours and hours. Because it is about feeling yourself and her talking about how she could do this for hours and hours. And she's obviously not talking about eating alone. (laughs) It gives what is needed to be gave to feel yourself while you're eating alone. Either that or like woo by Remy Wolf. Yes. Any answer that that is Remy Wolf is one that we approve of at this show. Absolutely. What an icon. I want to open this up to Pedro as well. Um, so what is something else that we consider socially taboo that you think we should be normalized, like eating alone? Well, the thing is, like, doing doing things like that alone and, and, like, going to the movies alone is supposedly, like, a weird thing. I love going to the movies alone. Like, fuck everybody else. I just want to see this movie. Eating alone is great. Like, when you were saying, you know, these, these intrusive thoughts of, like, wow, this is sad. Like, I think of stuff like that. It's like, those aren't even like your own thoughts those are you thinking about what someone else is thinking of you and it's like forget that um going i'll be honest there's sometimes where i love going to like a dive bar alone just like it's been like that kind of day and i just need to go not talk to anybody and have a drink and just enjoy some music or something or whatever the hell's on tv and like i i fucking love doing that like just doing things alone needs to be more normalized like enjoy enjoying your time out alone needs to be just made okay all right like going to a concert alone absolutely love it i love going to concerts alone it is it is so empowering and like you just you get into it but also uh like standing people and like being real like being like hugely passionate about an artist because i all like even like even like supporting your friends mm-hmm. let's normalize that because it's like people will dish out I shit, myself included hundreds of dollars to go see an artist but like won't pay the like 10 bucks to go see your friend at the local yes let's normalize like supporting everyone um also let's normalize therapy yes everyone please get in therapy i'm going to bring this back to nicole byers podcast that i went to see they did a q a And this one girl ran up and she was like, I want somebody to, can you suggest the next chaotic thing that I should do in my life? 
They're like, well, we need context. And she's like, well, I'm just in a really chaotic um, moment in my life. Like, I just came to L.A. I don't know anybody. I just had my first orgy last night. And I just need I need to do something else chaotic. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, girl, are you in therapy? Because That would like, be chaos. Yes. Yeah. Um... Because th- she's not saying the quiet part loud, which is that I'm sure something awful has happened very recently. And yeah. I'm not going to judge you, you know, live your best life, go to a podcast recording, get advice mm-hmm. from strangers and do them, but also be in therapy at the same time. That's also, stop, all I'm saying. Don't do the things for the story. Do them because you enjoy them. Do them by yourself because it's good for you. Don't do them so you can go tell people you did it. Stop. Mm-hmm. But also do the things for the story and tell us. <laughs> call, <laughs> call in to the hotline. <laughs> Yeah, homeless hotline. You have a chaotic story. Let's go. I'll give you terrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> but like, do do the things that you enjoy. Do them alone. Be alone. Being alone is fine. You don't need you don't need to do things because you think it makes you interesting. Do them because you enjoy them. A hundred percent. I'm with that. All right. Who is ready for a round of hashtag mood? Let's do it. Let's do it. We have to, as always, thank Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing Hashtag Mood theme song. What is Hashtag Mood, you ask? Hashtag Mood is that game that we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and inbox where somebody will have left us a mood, something they've been feeling recently, something they've been going through. We're going to take that mood and turn it into a Spotify playlist. Each of us will have a chance to pick one or two songs to match it. And Drew, our producer, has picked one out for us. Would everyone like to hear it? Yeah. Yes. Please. And speaking of robot voices, this one comes from uh, Instagram user at Kelsey Andrew underscore, who is a good friend of ours over Girl at music. Girl Music. And let's hear what they've had to say. Like a higher being is punishing me with the deluge of trauma currently. <laughs> no emotion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Who would like to take this one away? Sam. Okay. I'm going to say I blame the world by Sasha Alex Sloan. Oh my God! Yes, interesting. Yes. She's the best. She is the Love best. It. And Love hopefully, it. fingers crossed, a future guest on this show. We're trying very hard, listeners. She'd be so good. I'm obsessed with her. Tell her to come on to the show. <laughs> okay, got you. I will. I can go next. I have one picked out. Do it. Um. So I I get this feeling a lot, especially during mercury retrograde and at the time of recording mercury retrograde is about a week underway and man if life has not been falling apart for me but sometimes you got to chalk it up don't blame mercury don't blame (laughs) don't fucking blame mercury that's enough (laughs) look all i'm saying is that there have been a lot of things beyond my control that have gone wrong one after another 
technology <laughs> failing, uh, just scheduling going wrong, horrible things happening in the lives of people close to me. It's it's been disasters. And sometimes you just got to choke chalk it up to a little bit of the anxiety that comes with living in the 21st century and everything turning at uh, a thousand RPM all the time. I really like pop punk and the pop punk revival going on right now. So the song I've chosen is PMA featuring pale waves by all time low PMA standing for postmodern anxiety. And that's what I have all the time. (laughs) Relatable. Um, I'll finish it up here. Uh, My song is here's your future by the thermals, which is basically just a recounting of God being just a huge bully. (laughs) He's basically like, um, I don't like what's going on here. I'm going to flood it. So sorry if you want to be saved. I'm telling you now because everyone's going to die. And then he like it like goes on to just it's he's basically like, look, here's what's going to happen. It's going to suck and I'm going to kill you all. So deal. (laughs) And that is the truth. (laughs) I kind of want to throw in one more because Ryan isn't here today. I'm going to throw in one that I've used before because I want to flip the script a little bit. It is Vault Boys. Everything sucks. Because the first lyric, everything sucks, is quickly followed by, not really, everything is great. <laughs> I'm going to follow you and, and add one more in because whatever. Uh, and it's Free Mind by Thames. Oh, yeah. You know, get out of your head. And <laughs> she basically says uh, Free Mind like a thousand times in the song. And I think it's a good message. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that helps. Kelsey. Listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Also, just drop into our DMs on Instagram. We're tending to use that a lot because everyone has anxiety about using the telephone. And we guarantee we charge less than a therapist, um, even if we are gurus and not experts. Well, it's about that time. They're ringing the bell. The lights are turning on. Closing time is playing a little too loud, and it's time that we finished up these drinks. Before we say goodbye, does anyone have any lingering thoughts about our conversation? Anything on your mind? Stream All My Loving by Sam Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it comes out this Friday. So pre-save it at all the platforms. Napster, Deezer, Pandora, SoundCloud. I'm not missing any, right? Those are all the big ones. Yeah. Make sure you grab make sure you grab it on LimeWire. <laughs> make a video on TikTok for me because that's where the kids are. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's a really great thing that you guys are doing and I really appreciate you having me on here because it is so fun to just like shoot the shit about life and talk about RuPaul's Drag Race and talk about cocktails and I think if that was the ethos for everyone's life, we'd all be a lot happier. You heard it here first. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so, so, so much. If you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. 
Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, y'all.